0: As you may have guessed from the title, the history of everything sex may not be suitable for all audiences. Please use discretion. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Good. Um, You want to say you're welcome?
1: Okay. Okay. Welcome to the new podcast, the history of everything sex. Mm -hmm. Mm I hope I picked that up. I guess we'll find out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm Melinda. I'm Terry, and we are your
0: hosts. Hosts
1: today. Hostesses.
0: Hosts. We're your hosts. You know, history of everything sex is H O E S. H O E S. -S Yes. We're your hostesses.
1: Yes. Today, beautiful.
0: Hostesses today.
1: Sexperts, if you will. We
0: are talking today about aphrodisiacs. Ooh. So, what comes to mind first about aphrodisiacs?
1: Ah. When I think of an aphrodisiac, I think of Harry Potter. There was oh, a, a potion, a love potion, mm-hmm. polyjuice potion. No, that's the truth serum. I can't remember, but whatever it was where they fell in love, it was a love potion thing. And I think of... I, it makes me think of, like, the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. I think when I hear the word aphrodisiac. I think shag rugs... Uh, Incense. Burt Reynolds on the rug. <laughs> We're back to Burt Reynolds. To Bert Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I think of, uh, <clears throat> you know, disco. Mm-hmm. and But as, I know there's foods mm-hmm. that are supposed to be aphrodisiacs, but I don't. Is caviar an aphrodisiac? Something like We're that. We're going to find out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. And um, uh, I don't know. I don't know a lot about what and how they work, but I know that they exist. Um, So
0: the term aphrodisiac (laughs) often conjures up thoughts of foods that bring on sudden overwhelming sexual urges. Books and movies have often portrayed women being treated, quote unquote, such delicacies as chocolate covered strawberries, raw oysters, oh. and then becoming sex crazed and unable to control their burning desires.
1: What <laughs> oysters <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> um so Aphrodite, who of course aphrodisiacs are named after uh, or was, named that for this gonna be
1: my next question. Yeah, the or word was she named after the No, probably the other way around.
0: Yeah. The word aphrodisiac comes from aphrodite okay who was the greek goddess of sexual love and beauty mm-hmm. me too girl me too. <laughs> I know. um as the story goes it's a little confusing but it's it's not confusing but okay as the story goes chronos who's the dad of zeus so zeus's dad
1: because we all know is zeus is like our reference point because right. everybody knows zeus right okay. everybody knows zeus so his dad is Kronos. Kronos. okay and then... And we're not talking about Avengers right now. No, I don't this
0: know This is not superhero Avengers. stuff. No, is there a Kronos and Avengers? There's
1: a somebody knows Thanos. Uh, nope, this is... Okay, Kron- this is Kron- talking not Greek Thanos. gods, not superheroes. Correct. So... Correct. Let me get my mind right. Okay, ready? Kronos.
0: Zeus, right. So,
1: Zeus's
0: dad, Kronos, and Kronos's mother, so Zeus's grandma. Okay. Gaia. Ooh. They plan together to punish Uranus. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> which, which, which we're going to keep moving. Which is Kronos' father. Right? So basically the wife and son were going to kick dad's ass.
1: Mm. Gotcha. But dad's ass is? Uranus. Also <laughs> ass. <laughs> right. Okay, so Kronos' dad is Uranus. <laughs> no. Nope. Yes. yes. Kronos' dad is Uranus. His dad is Uranus. Uh, no, his wife is Gaia. Uh-huh. But Z- but Cronos and Gaia were going to do something to Uranus. Yeah. Punish. Yes. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Because he was killing his kids. Oh, well, not, that's was, not nice.
0: I mean, not Cronos. Uranus was killing his kids. Cronos, he did not kill. But right. his he, other kids, he was, he he was saved. Correct. Okay. So, so now we're Gaia... And Kronos are about to kick Uranus' ass. Well, not his ass. They actually cut off his genitals. Well, huh. Hmm. That'll punish you. That'll, That'll do teach it. you. Mm-hmm. That'll so do. Um, they promptly threw the genitals into the sea. Oh. I don't know which sea. I just know the sea. It's a Greek sea, probably. Probably. Yes. And then from these genitals sprang sea foam. And from the sea foam sprang the goddess Aphrodite. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so that's where Aphrodite that's came from. That's a great from. story.
1: Why didn't they? Why didn't they teach us that in Greek mythology? You took Greek mythology. I
0: did. Oh well, I don't know. Well, I was, they, I was
1: a long, it was a long time they ago. They probably thought it was
0: just too confusing with the Chronos and Thanos, and yeah, you probably saw the
1: Avengers. And, yeah, I think they we stuck to the, the Zeus and under. See,
0: right, that's what the, it was. The newer mythology, the newer mythology, you New will, the New Testament, yes, <laughs> not the king's name. <laughs> so, as far as the history of the aphrodisiac, so we have to work our way up to the present. Um, but first, let's start with a definition the Oxford Dictionary, mm-hmm. which is you know the Holy Bible, it's my preferred dictionary, correct? Yeah, so it defines the word aphrodisiac as. A food, drink, or drug that stimulates sexual desire, which is pretty straightforward. That's exactly what it means. Yep. Really. Um, So as we'll soon see, the first such substances were actually aimed more at increasing fertility and healthy reproduction. Okay. You want to make healthy babies, blah, blah, blah. Right? Right. Right. So we have to go all the way back like 3,500 years. So between 1500 and 500 BCE. Okay. So, uh, at that time, there was an ancient Indian medical system called Ayurveda.
1: Ayurveda.
0: Or Ayurveda. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or Ayurveda. Say it however <laughs> you want. Da. And it means life science. Okay. So, this was laid out in some Hindu scriptures, and those were called the Vedas. Okay. Or Vedas. Could be Vedas. Mm-hmm. So, there are eight divisions of Ayurveda, and the eighth is Vajikarana. So, you're learning a new language. Uh, then, yeah. you go,
1: home talking a new language. you say, be gentle to my Vajikarana. That's Kervana. great, because you're about to find
0: out that that might mean something. I know,
1: it's got to. <laughs> so,
0: Vajikarana, it, which is the science of aphrodisiacs, virility, and improving health of progeny, your progenies. Mm-hmm. Um so this term means producing a horse's vigor. Okay. Vajikarana, my horse's vigor. <laughs> <laughs> um so the oldest text on Ayurveda says, quote, by proper use of these formulations, one becomes endowed with good physique, potency, strength, complexion and sexually exhilarated and potent like an 8-year-old horse. Unquote.
1: "Wow. So that must be like the bar. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You like like he, how was your date last night, man? I got myself an 8-year-old horse.
0: <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so the 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 regimens, the recipes, whatever you want to call them that are in this um, text um, they involve uh, cleansing activities like mm-hmm. um, throwing up, <clears throat> sweating you gotta get shit oh, out of you cleansing. get, that the, kind of get cleansing. the bad stuff out of you and then you take prescribed er- herbal preparations okay. and then you do some self care and pleasurable things like we should all be doing all the time like yeah. massage Yes. putting on your favorite body spray and perfume
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and listening to some good old music So they're like. I'm done with it. Basically, they're like, go to the yoga class. Yeah. Sweat a little bit, listen to good music, and get a massage, and you're ready to have a lot of sex.
1: Take a siesta. Oh yeah,
0: and take these formulations, which are wild and crazy. Okay. So there's hundreds of these recipes uh, for different concoctions, which can be used to increase libido, help with erectile dysfunction, uh, and increase the chance of conceiving, Um, and they're very detailed. For example, one formula involved mixing clarified butter. Now, you might want to write this down. Okay. Clarified butter mixed with either the eggs or the testes of alligators. Oh. Or mice. Oh. Or frogs and sparrows. You Just whichever is most Whatever's convenient handy. for you to get their eggs or testes.
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah. probably a mouse. Probably, yeah. But still.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then you rub the mixture on the man's feet. Mm -hmm. and then as long as um he doesn't touch the ground with his feet he can go at it all day and all night as long as 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 his feet don't don't touch the the ground which really just sounds like a reason for him to say go get me a beer go get me (laughs) something to eat so nuts yes so Clari- yeah, clarified we butter sounds harder to find than, than mice testing Probably, maybe. at this point. <laughs> <Right>. Nothing's clarified <laughs> Nothing. anymore. No. Um, so overall, Ayurveda is a holistic idea where your health is improved through your diet, good sleep, healthy relationships, both sexual and marital. So obviously... And you know, this, I don't think this cream gonna... for the feet. Right. right. Yeah. And the recipes yeah. that you have to add. Yes. So um, during the same era... In medieval Arabia, mm. mm-hmm. substances that enhanced the sexual libido were thought to have other benefits, such as improved erection quality mm. and improved chances of conception. So it's kind of the same thing.
1: Um, I was going to ask
0: you about the quality Yeah, you, you're saying that Oh, it's it is all addressed. the things. Yeah. It's everything. <laughs> it's all the things. The science of erito- erotology. Erotology erotology yeah like the study of erotics yeah erotic okay. erotology um this was a unique arabic discipline and it focused both on reproductive health and sexual pleasure mm-hmm. so that was kind of a new idea yeah 3,500 years ago there was an
1: erotologist right probably lived in a a i oh, let's see where would they live uh, well these are Arab- Arabia. Okay. So I mean, in the Arabs <laughs> These are Arabs. Yes. Yeah. So in, they where, where in are you gonna Arabia. go I'm gonna go see Cliff. Right. Oh they're yes, because I need fertility and Good sex. Good sex. And Cliff's got it all. Cliff's got he's it all. <laughs> he's <laughs> a man. He's the expert.
0: Um the substances that were were prescribed were not classified as aphrodisiacs. So technically Um, we're kind of adding this into our aphrodisiac talk despite the fact that they're not truly aphrodisiacs because that would imply that they were only used to increase libido. Um, But er erotologic uh, erotologic mm -hmm, erotologic formulations had varieties of benefits including as I already said improved fertility but they also could inhibit conception Mm -hmm. so depending on you know you can use a different formulation depending on what your needs are. Mm-hmm. You can use it as birth control. Mm-hmm. You can use it to promote or prevent miscarriage. Oh, uh-huh. oh, I got you. Uh, yeah, you I got, got you mm-hmm. going. Um, also, to beautify the genitals. <laughs> I would say that every man needs that then, because mm-hmm. <laughs> and bah, 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 enhancing sexual pleasure and desirability. So there's the aphrodisiac part make it pretty make it work well
1: right yeah
0: all right so moving forward so then we're up to uh between the 13th and 16th century so there was increased trade between western europe and the asia and the middle east and that included substances and different um, things that were uh, used to enhance sex okay so cinnamon and pepper And then botanicals like salep and opium. Oh. Yeah. And then rare animal products like deer musk and ambergris. Oh, gross. Right. So the Book of Exposition, a collection of erotica, um, thought to have been written by Egyptian erotologist Uh Al-Syouti in the 15th century. Contains the following bit of genius. Okay. Okay. You ready to have your mind blown? Yeah. Okay. May Allah grant glory and eternal salvation to those who know how to stroke a soft cheek in an accomplished manner, to give a just accolade to a slender waist, oh God. and to probe into the sweetest vagina with a befitting skill.
1: So if you can do all three of those things, may Allah bless you. Well, that sounds like a Hallmark card. To yeah, be honest genius. with you, I'm gonna put it on my. I think you need to uh, Christmas
0: card. This year. Put on your Christmas card. This year. may
1: Allah grant salvation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, and then that is. But you know what? You gotta be able to stroke that cheek at, yes. as as accomplished as you can. Oh yeah, that's the part. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There's a lot of guys need to work on that part. Yeah. Damn, that's true and the slender waist part
0: well maybe you don't like them slender maybe you don't maybe you can be like oh nice slender waist hey nice not slender waist yes because we don't judge right so in the 15th century there were latin books of medicine called pharmacopias um which included a classification of substances called aphrodisiaca you like aphrodisiaca okay uh, which is a group, group of quote-unquote medications said to increase quote-unquote seed and seed is the term that's used for fertility. Um, so it would increase your seed. It would rejuvenate old men and, mm-hmm. and bonus, 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 <clears throat> ding, 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 bonus. It would counteract the spells of witches. Oh, well. Right. How
1: convenient. I know. It's like a wheel of fortune. Right, <laughs> it is.
0: Um one such mixture that would break a witch's curse a curse, of course, that caused infertility and mm-hmm. decreased desire. The mixture was made of sea holly. Okay. Civet's penis.
1: Got that. Go ahead. Okay, good.
0: Saint John's wort.
1: Oh who doesn't have that?
0: Regwort. Okay. Horny goatweed. <laughs> and the good old Columbine or Columbine if Col- you prefer yeah. um, and then you mix it all up and wash your genitals with it okay which is cursed be damned
1: cursed be damned Bye-bye. may Allah bless you
0: <laughs> <laughs> in salvation uh <laughs> Over time, though, it was this talk of undoing spells from the witches that would make medical and scientific scholars skeptical of the whole idea of aphrodisiacs. As mm-hmm. soon as you put the whole witch's spell in there, this is obviously copycock. This is not science. Right. This is all your voodoo shit. Uh-huh. It, it has to be preposterous.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, then they started kind of poo-pooing it. Uh-huh. Um, not researching it so much and, and uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And so, sadly there was a little lull mm-hmm. the word aphrodisiaca was first used in Europe so now we're into Europe away from Arabia uh, in 1684 when Swiss physician Bonet wrote a medical text um, which was translated from Latin to English so he had, it was an older text but it was just now in 1684 being translated to English so the noun aphrodisiac first appeared in English works written by physicians starting in 1700. Okay. So not so long ago. Mm-mm. So while medieval cultures and physicians understood and touted the benefits of aphrodisiacs for all types of sexual relations, European culture of the 1700s and 1800s, not so... Not so much. Not so non-judgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, they started having this whole Christianity thing... Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to be a Christian, mm-hmm. um, and they forbade homosexuality. Mm. So sad face. Sad. So face. in fact, sex was meant purely as a means of creating offspring. I say creating offspring. Creating offspring. <laughs> it, it was to reproduce. Uh huh. So that the only reason you should be having sex is if you are planning to get pregnant. So right. Yeah, done and done Uh um it was not widely considered an activity that was done simply for pleasure and so aphrodisiacs were discussed only in reference to improving fertility improving
1: fertility Mm -hmm. so do you think everybody was keeping the secret like i can't let people know that we just do it for fun i think that there were people who were not christian who just did it for fun did it for fun i don't and then do you think some people are like, well, maybe sometimes. Right. If we do it, it's okay. We can call it practice or, or warm up. Right. Because, I
0: mean, obviously, if you're already pregnant, there would be absolutely no reason to Absolutely sex. no
1: reason. Which some pregnant
0: women would be happy about that. Yeah. Because sometimes some people, when they're some pregnant. Some people don't. Yeah. Sometimes they
1: are more, actually. Absolutely. Sometimes.
0: Absolutely. Just depends on the person. But
1: do they, are they looking at their... Uh, the seed of their offspring, the bearer of that seed, and saying, hey, no boners. Oh, that's you a good know? question. Are they just walking around with boners? Yeah, probably. Yeah.
0: yeah, probably. Unless they were cursed by witches and they can't make boners. Well, then they wouldn't be pregnant, so yeah. Okay. So, in the late 1800s, <coughs> countries such as Spain, Germany, and France, they started seeing an increase in research and promotion of various aphrodisiacs, little free thinkers that they mm-hmm. are. Based largely on largely on new products coming available through increased global trade. So again, we're back to that uh, global trade thing, where Mm -hmm. you know the more stuff that, because it's not just stuff that's being passed from country to country and continent to continent. It's also information, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're starting to people are traveling more between countries, so Mm -hmm. they're able to take it on the road and share their goodness with everyone. Thank Allah.
1: Like in a, like are, are they like, is it like the the guy in Wizard of Oz that had the little horse and buggy? He was clip-clop, clip-clop, and he had like a, a fortune teller saying, but he had elixirs and stuff like that. Right. Like he have had. The one who had the crystal ball? Yes. I'm sure that he had a, yes, I'm sure he had a coach an full, an, an stage An aphrodisiac, aphrodisiac
0: mm-hmm.
1: supply. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) All
0: right, so here's the fun part. So let's talk about some examples of these magical sex enhancing gems.
1: Okay, brilliant. All
0: right. So let's start by talking about in 1896, Mm -hmm. uh, a German chemist named Spiegel extracted. uh, Yo. Yehembe. (laughs) Yahimbe? Well, He abstracted <coughs> yohimbine <Yehimbine.
1: Okay. laughs>
0: from the Yohimbe bark. Okay. In 1900, this substance was found to have pro effects on animals.
1: Okay.
0: We are animals, uh-huh. we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, so it ended up being marketed under brand names such as AphroDex, um, and it was a product containing the yohimbine. Ye- Mm-hmm. um and it was marketed in the United States to help with erectile dysfunction um the Fda has since banned over the counter sales of yohimbine as a treatment for ed um over the counter yohim yohimbe, yohimbe I wrote it that way so I knew how to say it mm-hmm. yohimbe supplements made from the bark of the yohimbe tree <laughs> the, it contains a different form of the compound and these supplements usually contain very little if any. Yo, him buy. <laughs> so the supplements are advertised as weight loss enhancers or improving athletic performance, uh-huh. but very little research has been done on their efficacy, efficacy, and safety. Okay. So you know, <clears throat> there's so few people or places or scholars that would ever actually recommend any supplements, just because you never know what's you in them and they're not FDA
1: checked yeah. and all that stuff, so. And how would they, like, do they just see animals going around and, you know, eat, licking on the bark, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, look, now they're having sex. It must make them want to do it. Well,
0: it was actually kind of the opposite. Like, they put all these mice or rats in a cage together,
1: and mm-hmm. they gave
0: some of them the yohimbe, hmm and
1: they saw them hump and everything. Oh, and they're like, it works. It works, I guess. I guess what made them put the bark in with the, or the Johann you know, in, mm-hmm. in with the, the mice to begin with. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. It's just a, you just gotta wonder how. I absolutely how, agree. What made you? Pick Although that there's a couple things
0: around. in here that it, we can <clears throat> can figure that out. Okay. All right, but not that one. Not I have that no one. Idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: thank God they figured it out. Exactly. In general, aphrodisiacs do one of, or more than one of, three things: mm-hmm. they increase libido, mm-hmm. make you horny, yep, uh, make you physically able to have more sex, okay, okay, stamina, right, or they make sex more enjoyable. Okay. Enjoyable. Those are the things you want. You want like, right one exactly. or more at least of yes. those things. And interestingly, most aphrodisiacs either come from the reproductive organs of animals or they come from plants that look like sex organs. Okay. Or they come from the sea, like Aphrodite. Okay. So, yeah, most of them fall into those categories.
1: Oh, well, I mean, you already got all that u- Uranus sperm in there. Right. C-phone. That was sea seafoam, right? Yeah. Yeah. His genital seafoam. Genital seafoam, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so caviar ah yes
0: being a very well known and, and very expensive yes and disgusting have you ever had it no it's nasty don't have it no I would don't bother it's, it's so gross
1: I've never even tried it because in the movie Big Tom Hanks puts it in his mouth and then spits it right uh, back out good job I'm like I'm gonna take his word for yeah. it yeah we, we tried it just in a fluke and I was like
0: well it's really expensive so if we get to try it we better try it and then yeah. we're like bah, blah blah no thanks I'm glad yeah. we don't can't afford it
1: <laughs> I'm glad we right. can't
0: afford this crap Being from the sea, as well as the reproductive system of sturgeon fish, Mm -hmm. caviar is a delicacy. It's packed with fats and nutrients that truly do boost sex hormone production and increase energy. So it is definitely touted as an effective aphrodisiac. Mm,
1: Okay. Ding, ding, ding. That one gets a point. Right. One point for caviar. Okay. So equally disgusting. Yep. Oysters. I was going to say, it's got to be close.
0: Raw oysters. Yeah. So, it's from the sea. Uh-huh. And they say it looks like a woman's genitalia. I. Okay. Said to resemble the vagina. And obviously from the sea. Yeah. Um, science-backed sex supplements are these oysters. Huh. Um, they're high in zinc and omega-3 fatty acids. Mm-hmm. So, these slippery little suckers are actually magic. Mm. They really do the trick. So a point for oysters. Yeah. But yeah. how sexy is it when I let one slide down my throat and then
1: I promptly throw it back up? Right. Ready to go, buddy? Have you ever had those? No, but I've I not even... had one or the other, <gasps> one, just once. One or and the other, <clears> oyster, or <throat> oyster or clam. Gross. I don't know what's the... Di- I think they had to be oysters because it, you put stuff on it and it yeah. came in a shell. Yeah, and in a half just shell. That it makes sense. Yeah. And the people I was with, they were like, they were putting hot sauce and lemon juice and just putting all this stuff on it. I'm like, I don't think you like oysters. They were really dressing it up. If you're putting all that stuff on it before you let it slide down your throat. Mm -hmm. And I don't do hot sauce, so I did it with maybe like, it had to have just been uh, a little lemon juice. Mm. And I just did the one. I didn't get sick, but I did not understand how people would be salivating over those things. Like, I just didn't get it. Same. Yeah. Again, <clears throat> glad I'm not rich. Yeah. I don't have to I'm eat that. I'm glad I food. don't have to eat that. Mm.
0: So, we, I mentioned ambergris earlier. Uh-huh. So, this fascinating gift from nature, <clears> it's also called the treasure of the sea.
1: Mm.
0: It's also called floating gold. Okay. And it was once theorized to be hardened sea foam, which definitely explains why it would be such an obvious aphrodisiac. Since Aphrodite yes. came from the sea foam, yes, but the true source of ambergris is much less romantic. It's actually the accumulated, indigestible parts of sea life that are either vomited or shat out by sperm whales.
1: Yes. Ah, treasure of Well, the they sea. are called sperm whales. I, right. And I just, yeah, like, that just know, adds like, to the whole story. If you said, can you name five animals that might make you horny, sperm whales, it would have come to me. You think? I think, I think I would have. Because I would have tried to thought of all the animals that sound like sexually something. Yeah. Like the horny toad. The horny toad. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The sperm whale. It'd yeah, it would take me a minute, but would've, I would have, I would have, yeah. would have yeah. gotten there and I'll think of more but into our story comes the sperm whale
0: um and as you can imagine it literally smells like shit literally smells <laughs> like shit so you can obviously see how this is going to be sexy
1: uh-huh
0: um studies have in fact shown that ambergris does indeed increase sexual desire this quote-unquote whale vomit because that's what it's known as yeah Is currently a very hot commodity and can be sold for tens of thousands of dollars if you can find it. But it's also illegal in some countries because they don't want you, like, hunting whales to dig it out of their intestines. Or to get a sample from them. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it's like you just have to happen upon this stinky-ass treasure of the sea, foam gold, gold foam. Nasty. That is gross. You know what the other use is? What? they put it in perfume. Because? What? Because it's a fixative. So somehow, some way, it makes the scent stick to you. So I should say they used to. It's outlawed okay. now because again, they don't want to kill all the whales. Right, to get right, 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 right.
1: Wonderful thingy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk so, about ragwort. Okay. So that we gave up. We have a point for sperm whales.
0: Amber, Greece. Amber Greece.
1: Yes. Yes, point. So,
0: ragwort, also known as. Just, just what do you
1: think? Ragwort. Yes. <sighs> I'm thinking, if when I hear ragwort again, I think Harry Potter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think of like a root of some kind. Relatively close. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think of like if you if I were if you were to say, hey, grab that ragwort out of the. Th- <laughs> the count ca- the cabinet for me uh-huh. and i were to go open the cabinet i would feel like i'm pulling out like a a thing of ginger or something oh. like a like a a clump okay nope no no, okay. no, no. first
0: of all let's just know that the um, other name for ragwort is stinking willie that makes your peter stink no it just it stinks and it looks like a willie
1: okay looks like a stinky willie it's an orchid and it looks like an erect penis Okay, this is where we're and talking about. And testicles. And a little fur. Did you say a little fur? Fur. Yeah. So like, it's got some pubes? Well, like, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, it looks stinky like. Willie. Stinky Willy. Stinky Willy. I can't wait to Google that. Yeah. Did you look at it? Yes. Okay. Yes, you'll you'll have
0: to take yeah, peek. I will. Mm hmm. And um, it was believed to cure impotence even just by holding it. That's great. Right. Yeah, well, when you and when you look at it, you have to look at like the flower, the stem, and then the little bulbs that are
1: under the ground. Yeah, because that's the testes. And okay. the furry part. So you have to look at the whole thing to yeah. get horny. The whole kit and caboodle. So basically, you couldn't just have a, a vase Mm-mm. of these, if you will, no. just in your house. No. You gotta have the plant. You gotta dig down, look at the nuts, <laughs> then bury it again. Well, I guess you could bury it again, or you could just walk around holding it until you get lucky with yes. your boner? <laughs> what if you have it in a plant in a pot and you just carry the pot around?
0: I don't know. I, mm. It
1: might work. You know what? I'm, I'm try to find myself one of these. Yeah, let I'm me I'm gonna know. do some investigating. <laughs> Maybe one of those things like you touch it, you get a boner. You stop touching it, you don't get a boner. You touch it, you get a boner. Like all of a sudden you have you, you. I'm to you touch to your you hand on this orchid the whole time <laughs> and your feet off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you feet off oh, the floor. It's, it's like
0: twister. It's, it's <laughs> so fun. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Um, Maca Macahoo, Macaho. Maca, also known as the Peruvian Viagra, is a root vegetable. Um, and some studies have found this to be effective libido booster, mm-hmm. especially for those who have less sex interest due to antidepressants. Okay. So point for maca.
1: Yeah, people yeah, people do complain about that sometimes. So. Yeah. It's like
0: I'm depressed, then I take my medicine, I feel so much better, so you But then you would don't think you would want to, want to have sex. Sex. Right.
1: Right. But you can do this Maca stuff. Right. Yes. Yeah, so one maca, two, Maca three, Maca for right. right <laughs> for you, Maca for me. Yes. <laughs> um so Spanish
0: fly. Like I had forgotten about Spanish fly. Yeah. But I think when I was young I don't mean young, like five, but like I don't know, younger, teenager okay. or something. Like, I feel like you would randomly hear the word Spanish Fly and you would, like, giggle because you knew yeah, that that meant, like, sexy stuff.
1: Yeah, because I, uh, I think they sing about Spanish Fly in uh, two live crew songs. Do they now? I think so.
0: Well, that would make I think
1: that's the first time I, I remember hearing about it. Okay. And you had to sneak in and listen to the mm-hmm. two live crew songs. Indeed you did. Indeed you did. So, Spanish fly
0: at one point was like synonymous with the word aphrodisiac. Mm. The real hero, though, the literal Spanish fly, is actually a substance called cantharidin, Mm. which comes from the blister beetle.
1: Oh, why do these things have to (laughs) go? There's nothing sexy about these
0: words. And the blister beetle has its name because literally if you touch it, it causes
1: blisters. So... You got to take the blister beetle and the stinky willy yes. and somehow these things make you so make horny, baby. Make so horny. <laughs>
0: Goodness. Goodness.
1: <laughs> um uh
0: cantharidin is um it's a dangerous toxin that at best causes inflammation and irritation of the genitals. At okay. best, which gives you swelling which they were like, oh, look, I can get a hard. Burner.
1: Oh. Right? Oh. Um, but uh, at worst... No, now you need a Benadryl. Exactly. You are having an allergic reaction. You, um, at worst, it can cause kidney failure,
0: seizures, or potentially death. Eek. So you got to walk the line. Right. You know, you you want just a little inflammation and irritation. Yeah. It's enough to have sex and satisfy your lover. Yeah, uh, just... You don't want to die. You want to be right in between. Right. hmm um, So... In the 17th and 18th century, the beetles would be crushed up and mixed into candy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, mixed, like you're not making bug candy. Right. But you're putting it in already candy. You're know,
1: putting the bugs in candy. Yeah. Like a,
0: like a sexy edible, if you will. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and then either you would consume it or you would give it to someone, with or without their knowledge, mm-hmm. um, so that they would become horny uh-huh. and lustful. Okay. And sinful. Oh, you're going to roofie somebody. Correct. Oh, my goodness. This is right. Yes. Um, In fact, legend has it that in 1772, a French nobleman named Marquis de Sade, Hmm. he slipped some Spanish fly-laced treats to two prostitutes. Oh. Which, when I first read that, I thought, do you really have to
1: roofie prostitutes? Right. You
0: just pay them. Right. And then they pretty much just, Right. Sounds
1: like he wanted to experiment on somebody.
0: He ended up killing the prostitutes with it. Not like not quote unquote accidental right, overdose. Exactly.
1: Yeah, so they died. So then he had to run
0: off out of out of France. Um, Goodness. so we're getting there. We're we're finishing up here. Um, saving the best for last though, mm-hmm. because the civet is a cat-like mammal. And impressively, the civet holds the record, because you know there's got to be a record for everything, yeah, uh-huh. of the longest mating animal. Okay. Because it can mate for up to eight hours in a session. Jeez. One sesh, eight hours. Gosh. Right. Takes you back to college, doesn't it? And,
1: right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those are
0: the good old days. Um <laughs> right. And it has the largest penis relative to body size.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Longest so, um, his penis itself is hailed as a fail-proof sexy drug. And that, I don't know what you're supposed to... I, I, well, the one recipe we, we saw or that we talked about earlier had some civet penis in it. Civet, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you just chop it up or grind it up
1: or... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it gives you the goods. It does its... Yikes. Thing. Mm-hmm. So, they cast they probably just kill the cat i'm sure they probably do. yeah. don't just and, yeah they don't just leave him penisless penisless yeah uh, that would be even worse than right death, death wouldn't it probably yeah. probably for a cat that can do it for eight hours right
0: well pretty much they that's all they live to do <clears throat> Eat, yeah sleep and mate for eight hours at a time goodness
1: so yeah. does it say how long it is eight hours no no no, oh. no how long it is yeah but i didn't write it down because it was all
0: relative yeah but it was pretty long.
1: In comparison to its, to the size of the cat. Exactly. Okay.
0: Yeah, like he could probably like put it in his own mouth. Oh.
1: Well. Yeah,
0: pretty long. That's long. So, (coughs) last but not least, is the horny goat weed. And I love why it's called the horny goat weed. This goes exactly back to what you were talking about earlier about how did they know to use the bark on the mice? Okay. The horny goat weed is called horny goat weed because in China, there was a farmer who saw a goat Uh eating a weed, Yeah. and the goat became horny. Horny goat weed. Horny goat weed. It's what we now have. (laughs) Yes. See, this Um, is a
1: kind of science I like. Right? Right. (laughs) Right. I'm like, well, I could be a scientist. What's he doing over there eating a weed? Oh, look. He's got a boner. Yeah. Horny goat
0: weed. Horny goat weed. I'm going to sell this for a profit.
1: Yes. I'm
0: going to sell this for all the monies. Um, it's been used as an aphrodisiac for hundreds of years and it's currently available as a supplement. So, next time you go to your local drugstore, say, can you tell me where I can find the horny goat weed? That's crazy. Right.
1: Would they be able to tell me that?
0: I have no idea. You might have to... Go, you okay. might have to Amazon so I have a couple or, things I need. I'm going to mm-hmm. try that.
1: Put it on the shopping oh, list. What was the other thing I was supposed to do? Google.
0: Oh, what the um, the stinky willy looks stinky like. Stinky willy looks like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we have to smell some ambergris someday if we can get our hands. Yes. Pass, maybe. I, mean, I don't know. Chances of that. Yeah. Um, but the horny goat weed does um, scientifically has been proven to have several benefits, including helping with erectile dysfunction. Very cool. So it's not just the goats that are uh, <clears throat> getting
1: you know some right. relief
0: from the horny goat weed.
1: Right, and you know what? N- no goats had to die. You know, we didn't have to cut anything off the goat. We just had to follow the goat around, see what it ate, boner, yes, cut some of it for ourselves, put it in in our little case. No, more
0: research was probably about, how do I get that weed into my body? Do I smoke it? Yes. Do I eat it? Do I drink it? Do I snort it? Do I rub it on my feet? Do I rub it on my genitals? (laughs) Do
1: I mix it with the civet's penis? You know what? Do I put clarified butter on it? Do I put? It? Do I do anything with clarified yeah. butter? Do I blanch it? Back to <laughs> sea foam. Okay. Do you think sea foam's the reason? Not sea foam, the ambergris. Okay. Do you think that's why the ocean smells the way it does? Because I know you're an ocean person, and you like being at the beach. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I like the smells of the ocean that are like the copper tone. Those kinds of smells. You like the way people smell at the ocean. I like ocean. the way people smell at the ocean.
0: <laughs> I don't think the ocean smells bad, though. I think it just smells like salt. Okay. Yeah, and then I think that the sea air, Yeah. you smell that. I mean, I don't, like, <laughs> walk, <laughs> uh-huh. I don't go into the ocean and go, this water smells like right. sepum.
1: Yeah, I was scared. I was just wondering. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's just salty. It's just salty. Yeah. You know what else is salty? I was going to
0: say, I think there's a lot to this salt thing, too. Because caviar is very
1: salty. See, that's what I feel like he was doing in Big when he he had caviar and a cracker. He stuck it in his mouth. This was before he ate the little tiny corns. Maybe he ate the little tiny little tiny oh, corn first. Yeah, the little corn corncops. He was in that little cowboy-looking tuxedo. And then he... With the tails and everything. Remember? Vaguely, <laughs> Great movie. I,
0: I don't know that Great I remember movie. this scene in particular. But then but he
1: <laughs> puts the caviar in his mouth, and then he, the way, you just gotta look, because the way he spits the caviar out, and then he's wiping his tongue. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a very fancy event. <laughs> it's very good. Amazing. <clears throat> yeah. So salty, looks
0: like genitals. Genitals. Comes from the sea. Yeah. I mean, it all kind of makes. Yeah, it's so all tied in. It makes all sense. All the things that you need in order to have a really good aphrodisiac, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And then you know the simple way of explaining an aphrodisiac is just to listen to Funky Col Medina.
1: You could do that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or Love Potion Number Nine. Love Potion Number Nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking. I can't believe I didn't think of that. I know that's a good one. Yeah.
0: Love
1: Potion Number Nine.
0: Yeah, and so for all of our listeners who need want. Would like to try. Yeah. Need to do research on
1: aphrodisiacs.
0: Yeah. There's so many out there. And yeah. you just have to, you know, they say some work and some don't. And some say, some studies show they do and some studies show they don't. So you just got to, you know, try all the things.
1: hmm You know. You know what mm-hmm. I like that you just didn't throw like chocolate. Right. You didn't yeah. throw that and go eat some chocolate and you'll yeah. want to do it. Right. And I think that a lot of
0: things are like. Um, it, if you feel like you're being whether you're male, female, however you identify, <clears throat> if you feel like you're being wined and dined and treating well, treating treated, treated well, well, then I'm not saying like you're a hooker, right, 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 right. I'm just saying like even you know if it's your husband, yeah. and then they're like putting all these lavish foods in front of you like mm-hmm. hi honey do you want some chocolate oh then you're treated which is like special. a little wine which like a little a little yeah champagne. those can easily become aphrodisiacs you know what if you love mcdonald's right sometimes a big mac could be quite the aphrodisiac it could yeah i
1: guess so if you like ramen yep <laughs> <laughs> it, it could work you, you know? know he brings me a uh, you know a mixing bowl with cereal and milk in it. The great big spoon says, Here you go, baby. Right. Like, you are so generous. Suddenly. Let's go to bed. Suddenly. <laughs> let me finish this half a box of cereal and yeah. let, then we'll do it.
0: You know, it's like they talk about like what do they say they call it like woman porn or something, or mm-hmm. where it's like the guy vacuuming and the guy. Oh, the dishes. Or, uh, Yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah. the guy taking out the garbage. I'm like there's many things that can be aphrodisiacs. It yeah. doesn't have to be something you're inhaling or eating or rubbing on your feet. Well, I'll
1: tell you one time um, we were at a music festival, and intoxicated in, in a, some fashion, mm-hmm. and we were walking around at like two o'clock in the morning, and came across a friend of ours, like an a, a acquaintance, mm-hmm. and so we sat down. Well, he was on a face. No, he was sitting next to a girl, okay, who we didn't know, but on obviously face? a friend. No, just sitting next to. Okay. I said he was facetiming. Oh. Okay. No, he I said, she, said he was a, on a face. On a face. No. And I was like, I no. this going." I don't know. She was she was on a FaceTime call with someone. Mhm. And she was going on and on and on about trucks. And something about the motors in the trucks. Okay. Now I'm not gonna pretend for a second. I'm gonna make up some shit, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna say mm-hmm. like she's like, you mean tell me you could put the six volt on the the flux capacitor? No way! I had a Hemi with a <laughs> with a with a, a something some, and this thing. I don't know, whatever she was saying. I'm just saying she went on and on and on, and I did a southern accent, but she was. From the south, mm-hmm. I wasn't like making fun of anybody. Mm. Um, so she had a very thick southern accent, but she was going off on this guy. It was kind of it was a friendly little banter, mm-hmm. but I looked at my husband and our friend, and I go, "You guys have got to have boners right now," <laughs> because I thought you have got to be so turned on about the knowledge that this girl has exactly in automobiles. Yeah, and she knew it. Like I thought for sure. She was going to say, you know, in my garage, we do blah, 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 because right. she was so knowledgeable, and uh, I, I turned to our friend, I go, you better better get on that as quick as you can. That's kind of a sexist thing to say, or kind of perverted, I guess. Get on that. Yeah, you can only say that when you're really, you know, at 2 a.m. When You can only ready. say that at 2 o'clock when you know yeah. that this is probably what their next move is, right? right and they definitely right. weren't just friends, Right, right, right. And right. he goes... He goes, girl, I've been trying for a half hour.
0: <laughs> she <off> get <laughs> off the damn FaceTime.
1: off <laughs> the I get off her FaceTime. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but, yeah, it was great. But so. I could see how that could be an aphrodisiac. Yeah. yeah. So our lesson for the day is <clears throat> yes,
0: anything can be an aphrodisiac. Yeah. It just depends on what, what makes
1: you happy. What makes you happy. Happy. Yep. You got anything else? No, I loved that, though. Thank you for the lesson. Absolutely. Now the we and we'll make sure that all of our men listen to this. And yes. Any partners mm-hmm. that anybody mm-hmm. has out there that just wants to. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel. I'm staying away from that MACA stuff, though. <laughs> that stuff I don't want any part of.